are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever you do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, your team oh. every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Hey, look, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host a show that gets you covered from a national perspective. All the latest news and insights on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but it looks like, it looks like Randall Cobb is coming home. Well, this is it, Rock, the season. Rodgers in the shotgun, three receivers left, one to the right. Rodgers gets the snap, blitz is on, Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up, right Cobb. He's got Cobb in the 10 to the five, yes. to the end zone, touchdown, and a dagger, oh my goodness, and a North Division Championship dagger of 47 yards. What at first seemed like a bit of a lark. A, a a report out there from Trey Wingo. Oh, you know, uh contingent on the Packers getting Randall Cobb Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. And then Jonathan Jones from CBS Sports comes out and says, no, this is this is real. And I started to really perk up when I heard and saw Tom Silverstein mention, oh, hey, this is real. This is and and he said it exactly the way that he needed to say it to let everyone know that he thought it was BS first. (laughs) Like the same way we all saw that it went, nah, he clearly thought the same thing and is like, no, uh, not a joke. This is real, and the Packers are working on it. Tom Pelissero from NFL Network comes in uh, over the top to say, yes, this is what they're working on. And it seems like right now where we are is uh, the Packers are negotiating with Cobb to get a restructured contract, which says to me that the principles of the deal, the Packers give Houston X for Cobb is done. What needs to get worked out now is, okay, uh, what does the deal look like? Uh, what what does it have beyond this year? And do the Packers want to keep Randall Cobb beyond this year? Would honoring the contract beyond this year uh, help Aaron Rodgers want to stay. I mean, I we we don't really know the answers to that. What we do know is the contract as currently constituted is 8.25 million this year guaranteed. So the the Texans would have to pay all of that. And they're having to pay the $2 million prorated signing bonus. So right now he counts almost 10 and a half million on their cap. They just traded for Anthony Miller. And you assume redundant skill sets. He's on the books in 2022 for 7.875. 
plus Houston was going to have to on the cap count the signing bonus as well. So he was going to count on their cap over 10 million next year as well. Houston presumably would love to clear this number off their their cap for a team that is is not going anywhere. So the Packers can give them an asset. I said um, on on the fan in Milwaukee yesterday that I think the the right compensation is some sort of day three pick. That a five that could be a four or even a four that could be a three with some crazy statistical, you know, if Randall Cobb has a thousand yards, then great. You you give up a third. And by the way, if Randall Cobb has a thousand yards, he he's he's worth a third round pick, probably. Um, but that's that's it's gonna be a day three pick, my guess. My guess. So that leads us to a number of important questions. Where this leaves the rest of the receiver room is something we're going to save for the second part of the show because I wanted to go through the receivers um, as part of our training camp preview. Training camp opens today. We will see guys on the field for the very first time, which is outstanding. But Randall Cobb has some juice left in the tank. I went back and looked. I don't think people remember this because the 2019 season um, was very exciting for the Packers. And so you didn't have to spend a lot of time thinking, oh, I wonder what Randall Cobb is doing in Dallas. But he had one of the best seasons on a per catch basis in his career and actually had the best season overall really since 2015. And, you know, I would make the case he had a better season than his 2015 season, which was a year after the best season of his career in 2014. In in Dallas, in 2019, he caught 55 balls for 828 yards and three touchdowns. Had the best yard per reception figure of his career, over 15. And he caught 66.3% of his targets. It was the third best yard per target of his career. He was a legitimately good receiver being really the third option on that team. And I went back and looked at some of the advanced numbers. Like, okay, was this just volume stuff? By DYAR, so defense adjusted yards above replacement. Randall Cobb in 2019 was just below Debo Samuel and ahead of Cole Beasley, DK Metcalf, Corey Davis, Robert Woods, Will Fuller, Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Cooks, Robbie Anderson, Julian Edelman, and the guy that was traded, presumably to be his replacement, Anthony Miller. Now, that that one is not uh, a big surprise, but Randall Cobb was was good, legitimately good. Not that far behind Devontae Adams in DYAR, actually. So it's just it's I think it is it is really worth saying that he was good in 2019. Now in 2020, in just an awful situation in Houston, he played 10 games, only started two games, and was back closer to you know some of the stuff that that we'd seen from him uh, in in the middle part of his career. But he looked better in terms of. The explosiveness was was there in a way that we hadn't seen it the last few years in Green Bay. Yards per touch, 11 and a half, would have been his best figure in Green Bay since 2014. 
I mean, I, I think that says a lot. 9.2 yards per target was his best figure since 2014. He was a solid role player for the Texans last year in what was a dreadful situation. And he wouldn't have to be a starter for the Packers. He could be a role player. He could come in and get 50 targets. I mean, if you just give him, you know, you go back and look at last year. They didn't have a lot of, of empty calorie targets necessarily. But, you, you okay, okay, Alan Lazard gets hurt. They got to throw the ball to Malik Taylor. And they got to try and figure out, you know, Darius Shepard. Oh, no, it turns out he can't play. One injury, and, and we've seen them make do without Devontae Adams before, of course. But it's nice to have someone like that in the fold. Even if he's just there to be Rodgers' golfing buddy. Just there to help Amari Rodgers. They have a mentor-mentee relationship. Amari Rodgers said Randall Cobb's like an older brother to him. Locker room piece. You know, if there were any questions about Aaron Rodgers and, and the situation and his leadership in the locker room, you know, after all of this, you bring in someone who's going to be a veteran presence, who is is previously a beloved figure in the locker room to come in and just be like, hey guys, let's let's go to work. And not focus on, you know, looking back, the drama, and all of that. Does Randall Cobb, you know, elevate this this skill group, you know, the pass catching group with Tampa, where they have Evans and Godwin and and Scotty Miller and and Antonio Brown? No, no, just doesn't. Now, does it make them better? Yeah, no question. There's just no question it makes them better. And it, and it gives them more flexibility, more versatility. You could have you could have situations where Amari Rodgers is in the backfield and Randall Cobb is in the slot. You could have situations where Randall Cobb is in the backfield and Amari Rodgers is in the slot. And Randall Cobb can play outside, he can play inside, and he presumably will be mostly a slot guy. But this offense is a little bit different than, than the one that, that he was in last time he was in Green Bay. All those checks Rodgers wants to do at the line of scrimmage, guess who knows what the deal is? All the off-platform stuff. You know, Rodgers, Rodgers put to bed a lot of that stuff last year because the offense was so good in rhythm. But outside of structure, they weren't quite as good. Maybe getting Cobb on the field, especially in third down situations where you can just let Rodgers and Cobb and Adams go out there and problem solve. That could make this offense, at least in third down situations, even more effective. So is this a would this be a world beater changer for the for the Packers? No. But could it also be that olive branch move that allows the the Packers to get a little bit more trust from Aaron Rodgers and have him say, "Look, this is this was what I needed." You know, it's not going to be the panacea for all of this. But it it could be a good first step in what is hopefully a continuing dialogue. That, that creates a, a more amicable resolution than we saw at least in the early parts of the spring and summer.
Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting news and needs, including baseball. We've got the NBA draft just a day away. Uh, the NFL season almost here. Guess what? You can bet on preseason games. Yes, you can. Before the next pitch, head to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great opportunities and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So this creates a bit of a logjam at receiver because what this does is it essentially makes five spots locks. Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez scaling the top three receivers from last year. They're making the team. Randall Cobb, if the Packers are going to trade for him, he's making the team. And Amari Rodgers is making the team. So where does that leave them with, number one, how many guys they're going to keep? And where does that leave them with the other guys that could potentially be vying for roster spots? That still leaves Devin Funchess, Equinemia St. Brown, Malik Taylor, Juwan Winfrey. I mean, some, some guys who we felt like could have a real chance to make this team in, in a different situation. Now, go back to last year. Malik Taylor made this team because he was a special teamer. He played 42% of special team snaps last year. Now, of guys that were on the team last year and, and are on the team again this year, Equinemia St. Brown played the next highest percentage of snaps at, at 9.6. And this is a name that, that I think we need to keep an eye on. Juwan Winfrey at 4.9% of special teams snaps. I think Winfrey has a real chance to make this team. And, and given... Given the fact that he played some special teams last year, and he has been, I mean, Kurt Benkert was on this show talking about Juwan Winfrey and the play, he just kept making plays. And if he can play special teams too, that could be the advantage that he needs now. Equinemia St. Brown, a draft pick, a Brian Gutekunst draft pick. And I do think that matters, albeit a late day three pick, still a pick. And we've seen in NFL games, real receiving talent from St. Brown. Now, whether or not that that is consistently translated, mm, okay, it hasn't. It just hasn't. As a rookie, there was a lot to like. He gets hurt and gets hurt again. And we just don't see the consistency. He gets back out on the field this past season and dropsies and the drop on the two-point conversion in the NFC Championship game. Just not a lot to inspire confidence in what he can be offensively. So how big a differentiator is that from someone like Winfrey, who maybe would, would more readily accept a, a special teams role? And, and what about Devin Funchess? What about Devin Funches? How good does he have to be now to make this roster? Because I don't know that you can go into the season with a six-receiver core and none of them play teams. 
I just don't know how you can do that. Devontae Adams is not playing special teams. And Alan Lazard, he he's the guy that if he's healthy, he's going to be your number two boundary receiver. So you, you don't want to waste his legs on special teams. He's a starter. You can't have him playing 40% of special teams snaps like Malik Taylor did. You need someone who that's his job. That's his role. And he's an emergency receiver. That's not going to be Randall Cobb. And Amari Rogers is just physically not suited to do that. I mean, he's built like a running back, but also that, that means his frame is not ideally suited to cover kicks, not ideally suited to block on kick return. I mean, I guess you could put him in that like Jamal Williams role and now he's a returner, but it's tough. It really starts to get tough. And guys that you want to root for, you're just like, yeah, there's just no way. And and there's too many questions at other positions for Green Bay to do what they've done in years past and say, okay, we're going to keep seven. They're just not going to do that. And and guys like Reggie Bagleton and DeAndre Tompkins and, and Bailey Gaither, who made some plays in OTAs, I just don't think these guys have any shot to do anything to make this team. Now, let's say, you know, let's say Devin Funches comes out and has a really good training camp, makes some plays in the preseason. Could Green Bay find a trade partner, recoup some of the value that that they lost with Randall Cobb? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they say, look, Devin, uh, we think that there's there's going to be a market for you. You're not going to make our team, but we think you can help someone. So we're going to release you and, and you can go find a, a, a job somewhere else. Teams do and have done that. Uh, whether or not they would do it in this situation when you're a Super Bowl team. I mean, teams also get weird about revealing any sort of creative advantages that they might have. Normally, we're, we're sitting here going, man, this receiver battle is going to be fun. I don't, you know, when the Randall Cobb deal comes in, they have five spots locked. And then after that, it's can you find a guy who can be a developmental receiver who can also play special teams for you? Or do you have a guy who is such a special teams ace that he has to be on the team? And I don't think Malik Taylor is that. I don't think he's the latter. He's not, you know, some of the guys that we've seen, uh, you know, in New England over the years, Slater, or, you know, he's not Steve Tasker. He's not someone who, who can anchor a special teams unit. If he, if he were, the special teams uh, coach would not have been fired. <laughs> because <laughs> the special teams unit would probably have been better. And, and plus, Amari Rodgers, another reason he, he he can't be, you know, a gunner or one of the, the punt return cornerbacks, he's returning punts. Now, he could, he could theoretically be a gunner. Usually those are much bigger guys, faster guys, stronger guys. <sighs> it, it is boring to say it's going to come down to special teams. But it's going to come down to special teams. And I think it's going to come down to, first of all, does Devin Funches play so well and bring such a unique skill set that you have to keep him? The answer to at least half of that question we already know. His skill set is not unique to this team. Alan Lazard already has it. So unless he's just dominant, I don't know how he can make this roster. 
And I was feeling I was feeling decent about his chances because he could have made the he could have basically taken Cobb's spot. And then you could use a Malik Taylor and have six. That's just not happening anymore. It's just not happening anymore. And it means okay, what do you what do you do with EQ? I think it's gonna be a three-man battle with Winfrey, Taylor, and EQ. And if if St. Brown can come in and show real receiver chops, he's been putting in work with Jordan Love. If he can come in and show out in training camp and like be like, oh, this is the guy that that we drafted, and he's willing and able to play special teams, then he could get that, he could get that advantage. But based on the spring, it seems like Juwan Winfrey is is outperforming him. Now, AQ has also been banged up. That's a recurring theme for him. Malik Taylor limited offensively in terms of his ability to impact the game. That being said, on you know a primetime game against Atlanta last year, they ran a fourth down play for Malik Taylor. So they, they clearly have some amount of faith in him to run the offense and be effective. This is one of those where I said this with, with Eric Stokes. I don't know why... You wouldn't just give up all the reps to Eric Stokes. Devontae Adams needs like eight reps. He just doesn't need the reps. So they're fine. Randall Cobb, you know, he needs some of the reps because these these concepts are, are going to be a little different. The verbiage is going to be a little different. And, you know, he's he's not in sync with everyone on this team yet. He's not even on the team yet. So he probably needs some reps. But then I want the I want everyone else to be getting th- these reps. Alan Lazard, even I don't know how many reps he needs. I mean he's he's the he's he's the guy on the outside. Uh, you know unless you, we're willing to to entertain that it, it could be MVS, and I, I suppose maybe we should. It just seems like for what they want out of that position, the blocking that Lazard is is really the platonic ideal of what Matt LaFleur wants in that second boundary receiver, the ability to reduce inside and basically play tight end to to crack when they need him to and and to go hunt safeties in the run game and the the size speed combination play action out of heavy personnel. I, I don't know, it's tough. It's tough. I, they're going to they're going to split a lot of reps. We know what they are. We know what they are. We need to see EQ. We need to see Malik Taylor. We need to see Juwan Winfrey. And yeah, sure. Throw in Bagleton. Throw in Bailey Gaither. Like, if that's what you need to do. I don't know that it's 100% necessary, but those are the guys you need to see. And luckily, the preseason is built to do that. You're not going to... Devontae Adams probably plays one in preseason game, maybe two. Aaron Rodgers might not play one, which is totally fine, by the way. Give Jordan Love all the reps in preseason games. We need to see those, and they're not even fringe guys. They're the guys battling for those fifth and sixth spots, and maybe not even fifth, just sixth. Injuries could could you know have an effect here. Randall Cobb has a history of injuries, you know. So you you probably want want the uh, the added benefit of having that sixth guy, but he's got to be able to play special teams. And I, I know no one wants to hear about special teams, but but this is how teams think. It is the reality of building a team. That guy, if you're going to keep an extra one, if you're going to keep an extra two, special teams has to be a factor. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Come in nine delicious flavors, plus limited time flavors, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut almond, coconut, these things. I had one today. They're awesome. It's the perfect grab and go snack. It is something that I have before a workout, after a workout, for breakfast, sometimes for lunch, because I know it's going to be delicious. You need delicious, but it's also high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Quickly, before we uh, finish up here, uh, as expected, uh, David Bakhtiari is going to open training camp on the PUP, the physically unable to perform. Uh, It does seem like he is a little bit ahead of schedule in his rehab, but the Packers are not going to push him, especially with, with Aaron Rodgers back in the fold. There is just no reason to risk, uh, you know, further injury or to bring him back and and his body's not quite acclimated. It doesn't have the balance that you need. You know, your your body really is um, a, a concerto and, and you need all of the instruments working in harmony with one another or you're going to have wonky stuff happen. Things go off the rail. And that is when you have injuries. It's not just the injury. It's coming back from the injury too soon. Your body is off balance. It's a little off kilter. And then all of a sudden you're coming back from a knee and it's usually the other leg that starts to have issues because you were compensating in ways that you didn't realize and you didn't take the full amount of time to heal. It happens all the time and and happens all the time. Well-meaning athletes, well-meaning doctors. We just know that this is a thing that can and does happen. And so that is something that, um, you know, the Packers are going to guard heavily against. So I, I just don't want, I don't want people to see that, oh, he's, he's on PUP and freak out. But I also don't want people to see he's ahead of schedule and freak out. Uh, let's just, let's just wait a little bit. Let's see where we are, you know, mid to late August and, and then reconvene to talk about David Bakhtiari's status. Uh, we, we will be back tomorrow. We pushed, um, Iowa Senator, uh, Zach Walls back a day just so we could get the Randall Cobb stuff and then the receiver position preview in tomorrow. We will get to talk about football. We will get to talk about what is happening on the field. We'll talk to Zach and then as much as we can try and put the Aaron Rodgers stuff to bed. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.